Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Pastor Danny Wright. This is day 81 of our 120-day Upper Room Prayer Campaign. Today, we're going to expose and pray against a spirit of Judas. The hard word that I have is an assessment of the church. The church. And I know a lot of us here in this room, many of which I know very close, have a strong foundation of the word. Jesus, your relationship with him, this is not your first introduction This is not your first rodeo, amen? As I attempt to deliver the word this morning, go with me to Matthew 26th chapter, Matthew 26. As we open in Matthew chapter 26, pray with me and for me. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning, God, your spirit that moved, that moved mightily, God, on the hearts of your people, God, that said, I want more. I'm ready to commit further, God. Total deliverance, God, in the name of Jesus. One that is not uh, 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 settled for just the religion of yesterday, God, but one that is hungry and craving for your spirit for today and tomorrow. Lord, we love you. We honor you this morning, God. I pray that I would not do any harm to your word, God. Let all the flesh melt away. Let it be circumcised. Let it be crucified in the name of Jesus, God, that your spirit and your anointing would flow freely unhindered. God, anoint my lips to speak, anoint our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, and anoint our hands to do what it is you have called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name, and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. The title of the message this morning is, The Judas Within. The Judas Within. This morning is a hard word because it is a word that scans the inside of the church as opposed to casting an exterior net to the lost, this is an assessment of the fishermen. Examining the body to see whether we be in the faith. As according to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. The Judas within, the opening verse, Proverbs 27, verse 6. As we are prepared for the 26th chapter of the book of Matthew, look on the screen with me. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Matthew 26, beginning in verse 20. If you have it, say amen. It opens and it says, Now, when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. He sat with his twelve and it said, One of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful and began to every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? 
And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. And finally, verse 25, Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said. Church, I don't know of any more awkward moment in the history of the Gospels than that moment right there. For a man who walked with 11 other men for three and a half years, not only being taught of Jesus, but ministering with Jesus as well. They all wondered who. He said, whoever dips of the hand. Can you imagine being the one that Judas's hand is dipped and he puts his head up and they're all looking? And that's when he said, is it, is it I? And Jesus said, you just said it. Jesus just finished saying it would have been better if that man would have never been born. And before I go further, we all know Judas. Everyone's heard of it. In fact, the world parallels his name as one who betrays. You don't have to know Jesus to know who Judas is. But let me get a little doctrinal alignment with you. Yes, Jesus had to die, sweetheart. It had to happen. So is Judas at fault? Yes. Because I submit to you today that the death of our Messiah, though prophesied, would have had to have come from another way. It didn't have to be by Judas's hand. I'll say it this way, it didn't have to be by his own church. As I said, this is not an easy message because I'm telling y'all, I'm under the microscope with y'all this morning because God's not speaking to y'all. He's speaking to us. The Judas within. Skip to verse 36, same chapter. As the story has continued, verse 36, we're picking up. And I'd like to point out, without uh, going through every syllable for the sake of time, we just skipped over Jesus' prophetic word of Peter's betrayal. I'll submit to you now ahead of my notes that Judas was not the only one that betrayed him. And if you really know your scripture, it also wasn't just Judas and Peter. They all betrayed him. Every one who should not have betrayed Jesus, betrayed Jesus. Verse 36, Then cometh Jesus with them to a place called Gethsemane, and said unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is, this is Jesus speaking, church, listen. Jesus said, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, watch with me. And he went a little further. And he fell on his face and prayed, saying, 
Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And not a part of the notes, church, but let me tell you something, that if Jesus said, not as I will, but if thou, as thou will, how much more do we need to start praying, God, nevertheless, let thy will be done. How much more do we need to lay aside our preconceived notions of what, quote, should happen and say, God, what do you want to happen? That's with everything. Amen. In verse 40, it says, And he cometh unto his disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went again, went again the second time praying, Oh, Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. The agony of the humanity of Jesus is portrayed in this point in time. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again, prayed the third time, and saying into these same words, Then cometh to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep now, take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me he is at hand he was talking about judas and while he yet spake judas one of the twelve came and with a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and the elders of the people the church shall we say now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying now, this is Judas. Can you imagine the picture? Can you imagine? I would hope that Judas's heart rate was just 90 to nothing, 210 miles an hour, beats per minute. Sorry for all the medical people in this room. Tachycardia. Knowing what he was about to do. From the distance, telling his brethren, the man that I kiss is the one you want to arrest. Verse 49, and forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, oh, Jesus, lover of my soul. Hail, Master. You see, Judas is a very tough sermon because Judas recognizes his fakery. And it exposes the fakery in our own lives when we look in the mirror and we ask ourselves, are we singing the same songs when we get home? Are we saying the same things when we get home? Are we praying the same prayers when we get home? Judas, hail master. Many shall say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord. And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. You see, the hard truth about the story of Judas, it recognizes the salvation not only as we know of the world, casting the nets and the boats and bringing them come to Jesus. You, know, you don't know Jesus? You need to know Jesus. Let's go to church. The story of Judas recognizes the need for salvation within the church. I'm going to say that again. The story of Judas recognizes the need for true salvation within the church. 
Judas said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. In verse 50, Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? And then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Skip with me now to the next chapter. We're looking at chapter 27. Chapter 27, the first five verses. As we come along through the story of Jesus' crucifixion, if you, again, for the sake of time, I'm going to help fast forward the story. They arrested Jesus. They took him before trial. The Bible says that all his disciples fled. They didn't just hang out and leave. They ran. They all betrayed him. And it was also the prophetic word that we skipped for Peter where Jesus said, you're going to deny me. And he says, never, Lord, I'll go to prison for you. He said, wait, let me just cut to the chase. Not only will you deny me, you're going to actually deny me three times and before the cock crows. Y'all are going to understand later on why we're talking about Jesus, Judas, because what I'm telling you here is all of them betrayed him. Peter and Judas were the only two that were specific unto the nature of their betrayal, written out to detail. Everyone else, there's 10 people that just says, and they fled. Two people have a story. One person had a real repentance. The other, Judas, did not. Verse 1, it says, chapter 27, And when the morning was come, and all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death, and when they had bound him and led him away and delivered him unto Pontius Pilate, the governor, then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, there's a word, when he saw that he, that phrase tell you, at the moment of his recognition of the condemnation of his master, as he put it, repented himself and brought him again the 30 pieces of silver and the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. In other words, that's not my problem. That's yours. And Judas cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed. And he went and hanged himself. It is with a somber and reverent, respectful recognition that I say to now. That is of no coincidence that the spirit of suicide that has been surfaced in this service in terms of genuine, heartfelt, compassionate recognition of this issue, that God already knew that this would be part of the lesson. Let me tell you something. Suicide is of the devil. Suicide gets you to a point where there is no hope. But let me tell you who your hope is. It's Jesus. And I mean no disrespect. No disrespect. We have many people in this, this room that have felt the sting of suicide. But I can't preach this without it being said, Jesus is our hope. Because Lord knows that we've all been there in a position where we felt hopelessness. We've all been there. But Jesus is our hope. You see, church, today I'm talking about the spirit of Judas. Listen to what the Lord is saying. You might have heard of the spirit of Jezebel. Y'all might have been familiarized with the spirit of Balaam in the church. 
Well, today the Lord is saying there is a spirit of Judas in the church. I don't step away from the microscope myself. I put myself, church, listen, with you. I'm the body just like you. The spirit of Judas always puts himself in the church. The spirit of Judas is characterized as follows. Number one, he's part of the group. He will always be within. And number two, gives seemingly genuine feedback only with ulterior motives. He sounds like he's a part of it. Good sincerity. Great idea, Judas. But there's always an ulterior motive. Do y'all follow this, Bible scholars in the room? Does that sound familiar? The alabaster jar that was broken by Mary Magdalene, a former prostitute that broken and undone, had all she ever had and broken at his feet, anointed him and wept and cried at Jesus' feet, dried his feet with her hair, worshipped him, and all Judas had to say, we could have taken that and sold it and given it to the poor. You see, sounds good, pastor. Ulterior motive. Let me tell you what, every bit of the hundreds or whatever dollars it represents in 2018 was worth laying at the feet of Jesus. Judas was the treasurer. Judas was the money back holder. Number three, the spirit of Judas is characterized as one who hides private unfaithfulness with a public intimacy. I'm going to say that again. He hides private unfaithfulness with a public intimacy. That's Judas calling a master, kissing him. And again, it's, it's heavy on my heart, guys, because I'm not being judgmental. I'm not saying that I'm pointing the finger and blasting fireballs from the pulpit. This is not that sermon. I want us to truly, as the Word of God exposes the nature in our lives and say, ask yourself, we're sitting on the front pew. We're sitting on the second pew. We're here. We're singing the songs, Aunt Diane. Again, I'm saying I'm there too. As I said in Sunday school, when I blessed my food, as simple as that was, when God said, are you doing it for show or are you really genuinely thankful? Pierced my heart, Aunt Tammy. You know why? He was right. The spirit of Judas always looks the part, says the part, but there's ulterior motives. And hides private unfaithfulness with a public intimacy. He kissed Jesus in front of everyone. And it even said not just a handful of people, it was a multitude. And, then, and, and before that, he called him master. Y'all follow what's happening here, church. It's not enough to look the part. It's more important to be the part. It's, it's like we're more concerned with looking like the Christian than actually being the Christian. Than when we're at, at home and we're running into certain things. Again, the word is very heavy this morning, but it is for me too. And it's not of condemnation because understand, Peter, listen, this is the very simply put, Peter repented, Judas did not. Judas was angry and sorrowful for what he did. But I'm talking to people in this room that need to assess 
Praise God if this message is not for you. Let it encourage you. Let it be known. Let it reveal to you that the devil operates in the spirit of Judas in every church. Let it be known. And if you find yourself in that position of betrayal outside of the ten, one of the two, don't be Judas. Be Peter that repented and didn't give up, went back to the ten, and they prayed. And I know if you know it was the story, but after Jesus was resurrected and before his ascension, I love the part where Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Notice he's bringing him back to that same point, but now he's reconciling himself. He's actually sanctifying the betrayal by just as he did. No, I don't know him. I, you're crazy. I don't know who this Jesus is. I told you, stop. You're going crazy. I don't know Jesus. And the cock crowed. Jesus, before he was ascended and after his resurrection, says, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. Peter, do you love me? Number two, Lord, you know that I feed my lambs. Feed my... Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus asked Peter that question three times to cover the three betrayals. Lord, I love you. And I'm not going to do it again. I will not betray you again. And I know I said I'd go to the grave. I would go to prison. But Lord, I do love you. Not in word only, but yes, what happened when Peter, after he betrayed him, he was sanctified by that love. And what did he do? He fed the sheep. He fed the lambs. He preached his heart out on Acts chapter 2. Whom you crucified. Judas gave up. Peter didn't. I didn't even finish the last point. But number four, the spirit of Judas prioritizes the cares of the world over the care of the word. The spirit of Judas prioritizes the care of the world over the care of the word. Silver. All it took was 30. What if they offered him 25? What if they offered him 20? 30 pieces of silver is all it took for Judas to do the unthinkable. Church, he had to die, yes, but not at the hand of his own church. Not at the hand of his own brothers. To summarize this, the spirit of Judas is an infiltrator, a manipulator, and finally, a betrayer. He comes in the church. He says all the right things, but he stabs God in the back when he goes home. Why and how I say that? Because the TV, the money, the dirty jokes, all of which are more important than his master. You see, church, that 30 bag, 30 pieces of silver can represent a whole lot of things to us. What I am saying, you don't have to go there, but Hebrews chapter 6, verse 6, I do call this to the attention on the screen. If you don't have your Bibles, if you want to turn Hebrews, the 6th chapter, verse 6, this is Judas. If they shall fall away. Now, taking account, the writer of Hebrews is speaking to church folk. These are Hebrews who accepted Jesus. 
Jewish people who said, yes, Jesus is the Messiah. I receive him as Lord and Savior. I've abandoned my sins. He is my Lord and he is my God. Take note, pastor. If Christians shall fall away, renew them again unto repentance. If they were still going to heaven, then what was the point of renewing to repentance? Don't lose your salvation because it can happen. Seeing they crucify themselves, the Son of God afresh, the backslider is the backstabber that crucifies Jesus all over again. And puts, in other words, and mean it ain't over, there's more, and puts Jesus to an open shame. You put him to a shame. When you come to church and say, Master, and in intimacy as a kiss would sing the song and worship and bless God. Amen, Pastor Danny. Amen, Pastor Glenn. But you walk out of the church unchanged. That's why I don't count people that come say a prayer. When people say, oh, we had 10 decisions for Christ. Amen. Or they're living for him. I don't count that on the card at our church until I see fruit. Pastor Glenn and I had a conversation this morning. We're not being critical. We're not being judgmental. But we don't count decisions for Christ. What we count is living for Christ. If you have decided to follow Jesus, the latter part of that song, my worshiper Jacob, no turning back. No turning back. Because if you do, you put Jesus in open shame. And you crucify him afresh all over again. Amen? The spirit of Judas will be alive and well in the church, in every church, till the day he comes and puts that dragon in the pit. We become Judas when we forsake God for worldly lusts. We become Judas when we come and we make a decision for Christ and we go home unchanged. We become Judas when we say that, yes, I am a Christian, but my lifestyle is anything but. Judas was one of the chosen. Judas performed miracles with his other brethren, according to Matthew chapter 10, also Luke chapter 9. And he was also prophesied betrayer alongside Peter, his brother. In my notes, as I said before, I'll say it again. The kiss that, Ju that Judas gave Jesus, Jesus is represented as a false intimacy. As I've said before, and I'll say it again, church, we're trying to win the lost. And the more the lost says they're hypocrites in the church, they have a point. But, everybody say but. but. but everybody say but. but. Let us, as individuals here in this room, not necessarily just as individuals, be counted among them. Let people, when they look at our lives and say, that is a woman of God. That is truly a man of God. As, a, as an example, everyone that talks to me in Vols Parish about my dad, they always say he's the happiest guy I've ever met. Dad, do you have bad days? Okay, amen. Let's bring it to, to reality. The point I'm getting at church, listen, people see fruit. And when they see Mr. Dan Wright, skippity, happity, doo-dah, 
zippity day, my oh my, what a wonderful day. And he tells him, it's Jesus. I say the same thing. Why are you always happy? I say, it's Jesus. I got the joy of the Lord. You know, something happens inside of you when you truly choose Jesus. When, when Jesus becomes true master and not in confession, but in lifestyle. Fruit will be produced. Amen? The silver. The silver is the representation of us prioritizing the cares of the world over the cares of the word. Judas cared more for money than staying faithful to Jesus. Heart of Worship Church, man or woman in this room under the sound of my voice, if you've ever said, I'm a Christian and I profess, and you boldly will say to this day, if somebody asks you, of course I'm a Christian, then nothing, absolutely nothing or no one can truly come between you and Jesus. There was sincere rededications to the Lord this morning, and that is exactly what God is calling for. You see, church, I'm not, I'm not talking to the person who wasn't raised in the church that just stumbled into the door and this and that, and we tell them the gospel who doesn't know a, a single scripture if their life depended on it, and lead them to this altar and say, come, Lord, could Jesus come into my heart and save me? The message is for the church. The message is for us to examine our own selves and see whether we be in the faith. To say we come to church, yes, we have profession, but the confession and profession is not enough when our lifestyle doesn't back it up. Back to the silver. Judas was for sale. I'm going to say that again. Everybody listen. No one looking around. Judas was for sale. The Holy Spirit is not. The question I ask myself and us, what's your price? Is it money? Is it a woman? Is it a man? Is it societal status or recognition? Or as the devil told Jesus, the kingdoms of the world will I give unto you. What is your price, church? Or are you not for sale? Because you've been bought with a price. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20 says, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, because you are already purchased by the blood of Jesus, my friends, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to God. Mm. I am not for sale, devil, don't even try. Judas, I am not going to betray my God. I am not for sale because I am bought with a price, church. And I ask right now by the Holy Spirit, everyone stand. And with every head bowed and no, eye closed, no one looking around, I'm going to ask y'all this. I want, as I had to do with my own life, firstly, I'm going to say this. This goes for every sermon I've ever preached. Let me tell you something. As a pastor of this church with Pastor Glenn Mayu, I tell you this. As God is my witness, I do not preach a sermon that I don't first examine my own heart. That would be uh, Matthew chapter 7, trying to remove the speck out of your eye without first removing the plank out of my own. So no one looking around, no one moving around, no one talking, no one playing on their phones. There's some of us in this room that already got it right, praise God, by the Holy Ghost. 
that said, no longer am I going to run. Before we had church, we had church and they came. I want you, Jesus. I surrender all. Praise God. But for those of us in this room who have been influenced by the spirit of Judas, do not leave without casting down your 30 pieces of silver and saying no more. But instead of running to defeat, run to the cross. Find redemption. Let him truly be your master. And you can kiss him without conviction. The scripture says, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not that how Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. That was the Apostle Paul, and that's very poignant for the message in regards to us being counted among the disciples of Jesus. Are we operating in the spirit of Judas? So let us examine ourselves. God, right now we put ourselves in the mirror, and Lord, expose personally to those who are listening and praying with me now, God, personally, those things in our lives, God, that we, we don't uh, acknowledge or, or pass away as a license for humanity for any reason, God, we dare not deny you. So in the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of Judas that is in operation and anyone that is listening, God, for our good, for our deliverance in the name of Jesus. We take authority over the, and the head of the serpent. We crush it in the name of Jesus Christ, for you have made us joint heirs with you, God. And we take authority over that sin in the name of Jesus. We take authority over that denial of you in the name of Jesus. We take authority over the natural wisdom of man and the ways of man or the cares of the world in the name of Jesus. We bind that spirit in operation of those that are listening, God, that they shall be set free in the name of Jesus. That, as the scripture says, we shall be led of the spirit and not of the flesh. For they that operate out of the flesh cannot please God. Lord, let us be pleasing unto your sight and your way and your way alone, God. We submit ourselves this day, this hour, to be totally pure, purged, sanctified, purified, and full of the Holy Ghost, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.